Miss Veda Dillon by Patty Martin McCurdy December 17, 2019 Miss Veda Dillon never knew I wanted to grow up to be like her. In our farming community of Standing Rock Creek, Tennessee, when someone was having a baby, Miss Veda was summoned. I never knew what she did exactly once she got there, but neighbors seemed to think she needed to be wherever a new baby was arriving. In my child's mind, she was the wise one, the go-to person who had all the answers and knew what to do in a crisis. Miss Veda was really old, even older than my parents who were born in the 1890s. Most people in our rural neighborhood were relatives of mine, but Miss Veda was not a relative. She was just another farm wife who often attended our one-room Methodist church. She was plain. Her homemade cotton dresses were long, in drab or muted colors. She appeared clean and talcum-powdered, but made no other effort to beautify herself. I wondered if Miss Veda had grown up in a Pentecostal family as there were times when, feeling the rapture, she walked up and down the center aisle of our Methodist church, waving her arms and praising the Lord. We called it shouting. Sometimes we attended local Pentecostal camp meetings where we could sit in the car and watch them do it. We Methodists impolitely and irreverently called them holy rollers. Nevada Dillon, Veda, was one of nine children. Nevada's sisters closest to her in age were Lavina and Lavesta, so their three names, shortened to Vina, Vesta, and Veda, got a lot of attention and caused jokes, confusion, and mix-ups. This was in the 1800s, before I was born to witness it, but I can understand why. Vina, Vesta, and Veda was hard for folks to remember, along with their six other siblings' names. Veda grew up and married Bud Dillon, Together, they spawned a smaller-sized family of only three children and two grandchildren. One son, Hilton Dillon, was a big hugger. If my parents stopped our car in front of his house because he was out front and they wanted to visit, his upper body came right through the back door car window to give me a hug. That would have been in the 1940s when I was a teenager and was still called Patty May. Hilton and his wife Kate lived in a small house down the gravel road from his mother. I attended Sunday school, elementary school, 
high school and rode the high school bus two hours each way with Hilton's and Kate's children, Owen Ross and Ina. None of this brought me into more contact with their grandmother, Miss Veda, who I considered to be so wise and all-knowing. My opinion of Miss Veda was never discussed with another person. I suspect it was all in my head, and it probably says more about me than it does about her. Apparently, I dreamed of growing up to be wise and to have all the answers and craved for people to see me as a person to go to for advice or comfort or a calming effect in crises. Later, in adulthood, I learned Miss Veda had been the neighborhood midwife and also coached brides-to-be on becoming sexually active. This was back when respectable girls did not have sex before marriage. Miss Veda explained to these about-to-be-married virgins the value of using Vaseline to ease things along Unless the man was using protection, the woman was instructed to use a douche bag immediately following sexual intercourse to wash out the semen and prevent pregnancy. Because this system was not highly effective, soon Miss Veda would be summoned to attend the birth of their baby. Those were some of the duties of a midwife. In the following paragraph, my cousin, Betty Settle, describes Miss Veda's involvement in her birth. These are Betty's words. When I was born, it was a difficult birth. Mama Job and Miss Veda were in attendance, as well as Dr. Crow, who threw me aside as he thought I was not alive. Miss Veda put me in a pan of cold water and I gasped. She probably saved my life. Dr. Crow grabbed me at once. I am very glad that Miss Veda was present. I am very glad that Miss Veda was present and knew what to do so that our beloved cousin Betty grew up and is alive today to tell this captivating story. Miss Veda was not always called on. She was not present at my birth, as my parents apparently preferred a real doctor. In 1929, the year of my birth, Dr. Crow was the only doctor in Stewart County. He lived 10 miles away from us in the only town in the county, the small town of Dover, Tennessee, Population 500. He was present at my birth, but I don't know how he was summoned, as there was no telephone service where we lived. Cars were scarce in our neighborhood, so when Dr. Crow's easily recognizable car was seen driving by, everybody went on alert. 
knowing there was an emergency somewhere nearby. When Miss Veda was in her late 80s and near death, my 50-year-old brother-in-law, Benny Job, paid her a courtesy visit. Already in her final stage of dying delirium, she pulled back the bed covers and motioned for him to get in bed with her. I heard that story after I was middle-aged, and it only added to my admiration for the lady. She was earthy and always knew how to make things better, no matter what, right to the very end, even on her deathbed. On the hill behind our Standing Rock Methodist Church, Miss Veda's small gravestone stands near the grave marker of my grandparents. Her marker reads simply, Nevada Dillon. 1878 to 1965.